Hey guys, welcome back to Swish Podcast. I'm Jake. And I'm also Jake. And today it's such an honor that this, the Swish Podcast crew is inviting newly signed Chicago Cub and Israeli Olympic baseball player Jonathan DiMarte to the podcast. We can't thank you enough for joining us, and we can't wait to get started on the podcast. So, how are you doing during these tough times, Jonathan? I'm doing well. Thanks for asking. Um, thanks for having me on. I think you guys are doing some really good things here. And it seems like um, I get to participate in something that's going towards a pretty good cause, especially during these tough times, like you said. So I'm really honored for the, to have the opportunity. Um, but I'm, I'm doing the best I can. I'm, I've been able to get my training, my throwing, my baseball preparation in um, now that I just got back to New York. Uh, seeing family as much as I can since normally in a baseball season you don't get anywhere near this much time at home or with the, your loved ones and all that so I'm um, just taking taking advantage of the opportunity because I haven't haven't had a summer in a long time but also keeping my head on straight and doing everything I can to continue to develop and be ready for when my time comes yeah definitely so we hope that you and your family are staying safe and let's start this interview so we're going to start off by just firing you off just this regular baseball type questions. And our first question, which is probably going to get a lot, is when did you start playing baseball and what drew you to baseball over any other sports that you might have played in your early childhood? Um, I think I started playing t-ball, baseball at like age four or five. Um, and for me, I mean, I played baseball, soccer, basketball, uh, did taekwondo growing up for a while. Um, but baseball was just always stood out to me. I mean, it was obviously my strong, or not obviously, but it was definitely my strongest, uh, suit. Um, but on top of that, I, I've said this before. I think the thrill that you feel in baseball is unlike any other sport, like as a pitcher or a hitter, catcher, like you're the center of attention. Like there's a lot of eyes and a lot of pressure on you. And like the thrill of success in baseball is something that I just feel, think is unmatched. Um, and at the same time, it's a sport where there's so many different levels of skill and degree. Like it's not a sport where you can just be athletic or just coordinated or just strong. Like there's so many different pieces of athleticism and like the total complete athlete that has to come together to be a baseball player like let's be honest to hit a, a round ball with a round bat is one of the hardest things to do in sports especially when it's coming at you 100 miles an hour 90 miles an hour whatever it is um and also to throw the ball that hard and sustain that as many thousands of times as we do for a year is extremely difficult so like these new these really really unique parts of the sport to me i think are what set it apart from other sports and why i've fallen in love with it yeah so our next question is you know you were born in new york but like both of us were born there too but was there a team and player you grew up like um yeah i grew up my favorite um i was never really a pitcher first i was always like first baseman catcher third baseman first and just like threw hard and pitcher after so i loved tino martinez with the yankees growing up obviously like i love watching jeter um i love mariano i love roger clemens um but like my favorite hitter growing up was tino martinez and i I grew up a huge yankee fan um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. So in high school, you won the Gatorade Player of the Year tw- award twice, which is just insane. And you all. So what was it like for you winning that award? And you also won the 2010 New York Louisville Slugger Player of the Year, which is also just great, a great achievement. So what was it like? What was it like for you just winning those awards? <laughs> um, it was amazing. Okay, I will say. When I won Gatorade Player of the Year the first time, I had no idea what it was. I couldn't believe it. 
Like, I remember my high school coach calling me in, and first I remember him telling me that I was nominated for this award, didn't think anything of it, and then I was told I won, and I still didn't think anything of it until in the mail I received this, like, incredible, like, statue-like trophy with, like, the Gatorade logo on it, all this other really cool stuff, and then I get this book that is, it's a book with, like, Gatorade Player of the Year logo on it, and it literally has the winners for every sport every year. And you open that book, and, like, the first names, now it's been a while, so I don't remember, but, like, I remember seeing Peyton Manning and Derek Jeter right away, and I was like, holy crap, this is pretty prestigious. And then on my page, like, from 2010, the first year that I won, I think, like, Dylan Bundy's on the same page as me, Chris Bryant's on the same page, and there's a few other big-time big leaguers. So then I didn't realize that, but, like, the thing I like seeing like Peyton Manning, Derek Jeter, names like that. I was like, holy crap, like this is pretty incredible. And I don't think I fully appreciated it the first time, but the second time I won, I mean, after having won it the year before, you look into it a little bit more, you see how all these guys were drafted so high that won with you. Um, and again, at the time, knowing, looking at, uh, remembering a lot of the names that were in that book, I mean, it was the second time winning was like, oh my God, I'm so proud of this moment, so thankful just to like be healthy and be on a field and be able to compete with my friends every day. Like this is incredible. And I mean, the all American from Louisville slugger and the Louisville slugger New York state player of the year, obviously was another, when I received those, it was that same overwhelming feeling of like, Oh my God, like I have a chance to keep playing baseball at the next level. And like, this is something I've always dreamed and aspired to do, but like, I think it's actually becoming like an expectation of mine now. So that's it, it was an amazing like mix of emotions when I won those awards. Yeah, so we know in high school you batted grade two and twenty RBI. You also put up great pitching numbers. What was it like playing that both times? In high school or college? In high school. Um, I, I like I said, I always looked at myself as a hitter first, and then as high school went on, um, and I get all these offers to be a pitcher in college and some two way and whatnot. <clears throat> um, I just always looked at myself as an athlete and like first, so like two weighing was never anything that crazy to me. Um, I was just like, honestly, as my senior year slowed down, I, um, I slowed down, sorry, as it was coming to an end, um, it was, it hit hard because it was like my baseball career is not over, but like I might never pick up a bat again. And so that summer, I actually played on the summer team I always played on and I hit and pitch because I was like, I want to try to hit in college. And it never ended up happening. Like, I got hurt right away my freshman fall. I was our Friday guy my sophomore, junior year when I was hurt. But, like, I missed hitting a lot. And the opportunity, I'm sure you'll get into this if you're asking questions about this and have done your research. Um, but being a two-way in college was amazing. Like, I would, if you have the ability to do it, obviously it's not easy to do. But, like, I, as bad as Richmond, we were at University of Richmond my sixth year, like, Individually, I had a blast just being on the field for almost every inning of every game because I was on both sides of the ball. Definitely. That's yeah. Pretty crazy to be a two-way player. So, speaking of Richmond, what choose, what made you choose the college to go to Richmond? So, like, there are probably a bunch of other colleges that you were interested in or you had to offer. So, was, what made you choose Richmond to go to college for? Um, yeah, I mean, I had some really, really good influence from parents and others around me, like, basically explaining to me the importance of being a kid from the Northeast and having these dreams of going to Florida State, Florida, Virginia, like schools like that. But like realistically, 
where can you see yourself if baseball doesn't work out? Am I a party animal like type of person who's going to be at a big state college? Like with 300 people in a lecture room? Absolutely not. And that took some convincing from my parents, but like they were 100% right. Like that's not for me. Um, they basically wanted me to put myself in a scenario where baseball taken away. Like, can you see yourself at this place? And I didn't know, I didn't have an answer to that. But when I committed to Richmond after spending a weekend there, I was treated so well by the upperclassmen. And I'm a high schooler. And I'm treated so unbelievably well by them. I felt so welcome. I felt like I already had a connection and a home there. It just felt right. It felt like the right fit for me. Academically, I knew it was going to be really far over my head and a stretch, but having small classes and an opportunity where you can get close with your professors was something I knew could benefit me if I took advantage of it. Um, so those were a lot of the things that went into the equation for me. Um, our head coach also promised me that no matter what, my scholarship would never be taken away. I mean, unless you act, act deviant or do something stupid. Um, but your scholarship will never be taken away from performance or injury. Sure enough, I end up injured most of my undergraduate college time. My scholarship was never compromised. So they honored that, and I, I made I made the right decision, I think. Yeah, so, you know, a after you played at Richmond, you went to the Frontier League. Like, what kind of things did you learn there? Um, I, I, so I had basically changed up like my body and my training and development regimen, probably like around when I started hitting again around my fifth and sixth year, started to get into the like anatomy and movement and mobility and how the body works in baseball a little bit more. And, um, that changed my game and I think helped me get back on the mound in my sixth year. But then going and playing professional baseball for the first time in the Frontier League, like the game speeds up a lot. As you go up in levels, you're on the field, and, I mean, gameplay feels really fast when it's happening. Um, so I think the game was moving very, very quick for me um, at first, and sometimes I was able to control it, and sometimes adrenaline took over and anxiety took over a little bit, and I was lost on the mound. I didn't know where the ball was going. Um, that only happened, I'd say, two times, but, like, as a professional baseball player, that can't happen. Like, you need to minimize uncompetitive pitches you need to minimize crooked numbers and lopsided innings like that so i learned some new mechanical things from some of the veteran players on the team that as soon as i made these adjustments i started throwing significantly harder um at the time and um i learned how to really slow this game down for myself and be and control the moment and control the opportunity that you have out there when you're the center of attention on the mound um yeah, so after you played in the Frontier League, you signed with the New York Revolution of the Atlantic League. So what was that transition like for you? Um, it was an interesting transition because I was in the Frontier League for a year and a half. The year's ending. It's like, all right, I haven't gotten signed. I think I should get signed, but nothing's happened. Like, what's going on? Sure enough, I get a call from... Uh, uh, the day we get knocked out of the playoffs in 2018, I get a call from York, or my manager gets a call asking if they would trade for me. Sure enough, they're like, hey, Jonathan, your season's actually not going to end tomorrow. You're getting traded to York. Do you want to accept? And I was like, yeah, sure. I want to go play in the Atlantic League. Like, this is great. So I played the last few weeks of that year in York, and it was the highest level of baseball I've ever played. I mean, it was incredibly competitive. Um, so many big leaguers in that league, as I'm sure you know. And um, it was a challenge, and I did well that first year. I obviously struggled in the beginning of 2019, but um, I learned from it. And 
the opportunity to play in the Atlantic League was incredible, but it was a, it was a challenge, and I think I would handle it a little a lot differently now than I did in the beginning of last year. Yeah, so we know you played for Team Israel for Olympic qualification. What was it like working towards getting to the Olympics? Um, it it was a it was a, a amazing uh like sequence of events i guess you could say um i mean you gotta one thing that's tough i'm asked a lot of questions about this is like we don't you don't it's like professional baseball there's like you don't really team practice like you get your work in you do your pregame stuff and you play the game like we're never like meeting as a team so it's essentially like are you prepping on your own are you ready to give your all on the field when your name is called so um the prepping was just, I mean, doing the best that I could during the season to be ready every day. So that would hopefully translate to when we go play in Europe with Team Israel. And, um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 obviously it showed like we played really well as a team. I played really well myself. Um, so, I mean, yeah, it was, it was playing with Team Israel was the most amazing experience of my life and I wouldn't trade it for anything in the world. Um, I, absolutely loved every part of it um we played some really really high level of baseball when we came together as a team and I, I think team chemistry and like i said about the whole team component doesn't always matter as much in a 162 game season but in a small sample size where you're only playing 20 or so games 30 games together throughout the summer everything matters and we all were pulling for each other more than anything i've ever seen before since like youth baseball days and um, I, and I think like that common denominator that we all had representing Jewish people all over the world, like rep, like all representing the same thing, I think led to people playing with that extra little emphasis that they sometimes don't always do in a long season. And I think that's why we beat so many damn balls out in the infield, had forced so many errors in the field. Um, those are things that I think people are normally able to adjust on. Um, but yeah, I mean, um, it, yeah, I, I that, that's kind of how we prepared. And I think that the chemistry and camaraderie that we had really yielded the success that we had on the field. Yeah. So based off what Jake just asked in that last question, last year you played, you, you pitched in the European baseball championship and advanced to the playoffs against team Lithuania. So what was it like just playing in the qualifiers for the Olympics for Israel? Uh, it was amazing. I mean, to be able to represent Jewish people and Israelis um, is an opportunity that I'm so thankful for. Um, we're told that we're supposed to serve as ambassadors, we're serving as ambassadors for Israel, and I very much do feel that way. Um, so to be able to bring people together through sport um, and, like, bring people together through something good going on in the world um, is like something that most like I I'm really thankful for that opportunity that I can use sport as like a platform to help spread Judaism, help spread like the amazing the like all the amazing parts of being an Israeli citizen, like going to Israel, being involved in Israel, helping the game grow there. Um, so that's yeah, that's it. This wasn't one of our questions, but what you just mentioned, I want to throw this in, like. What do you think of, like, all the Jewish baseball going on? Like, how successful, like, Alex Bregman, guys like that? What are your thoughts on that? That's amazing. We we need more of them. Hopefully I can become, like, one of them one day. And, um, yeah, I, they're, 
they're incredible. Um, yeah, I, I'm really happy to see that there's more guys, and uh, let's hope that one day those guys are wearing Israel jerseys, whether it's in the Olympics after their careers are over or in the World Baseball Classic. Okay, so next question. So we, we also know you pitched in the African-Europe 2020 Olympic Qualification Tournament in Italy in September 2019, which you and T- Tim Israel won. So what was it like knowing that you were going to pitch in the Future Star Olympics for Israel in Tokyo, Japan? It was it was amazing before it happened or before it was canceled. Um, obviously, I'm hoping that it still happens again next year. Um, uh, I, I, the, the anticipation was incredible, um, but honestly, it never really got close enough where it felt real. Um, I'm so excited for the opportunity whenever it happens. I I'm, I'm, can't wait to wear Israel on my chest again on this huge international stage. Like I'm ready to go. I prepare every single day for when my opportunity goes, pays to come back to spring training. But honestly, at this point, the Olympics are so far away, being 14 months away or whatever it is. Like it's something that's kind of hard to think about right now. And I, I need to control what I can control right now. And let's just hope that the Olympics happen and we're all ready to go when, when that time comes. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, and after you played in the Olympics, you recently played in the Australian Baseball League for the Perth Heat team. So, what was it like going across the world to play baseball in a whole other country, not Israel, but for in Australia? Uh, amazing. Like, I said this to someone yesterday, like, I recommend the international baseball circuit to literally anybody. Like, if you have the chance to do it, whatever, whatever capacity... Like, going and playing outside of the country is so much fun. The first time I got to do it was in college. We played in Cuba. And I was like, this is something I want to do at some point in my life. And, like, I wanted to play in Latin America at one point, too. Like, make a little bit more money. Like, a lot of fans. But then, like, having the opportunity to go to Australia was one of the coolest experiences I've ever had. Like, the most beautiful country ever. Like, such nice and welcoming people. Like, I loved every part of it. And I, I hope I can get a chance to go back at some point in my career. Yeah, so this is our final baseball-related question. Is You know, on February 26th of 2020, you signed with the Chicago Cubs, which was probably surreal for you. But what was it like finally getting to sign with an MLB organization? Uh, just a dream come true. And, I mean, I dream come true, and I felt like I deserved the opportunity at other points in my career. So um, it was a huge – with that being said, it felt like the biggest weight lifted off my shoulders, but also, like, the, the I mean, the most amazing feelings and emotions of my life. Um, obviously, having that taken away from me because of Corona and everything that's going on is pretty difficult. But then again, I'm still with the organization. Like nothing has changed. I'm just thankful to have a job. Okay, so now we're gonna hit you with some rapid fire questions. Not really Cubs or baseball related. Just some quick. You don't have to go into detail. And also, like, what's your favorite place that you travel to? Because you've been to so many places to play baseball. Or it's like on vacations. What's your favorite place that you've been that you've traveled to? What do you think the answer to that is? If I had to guess, ask the Australia because that's what you went into detail about Australia and how great it was, or Israel. Israel, there you go. Israel number one. Okay, so this is another quick one. What's your favorite food to eat? <laughs> um, hummus. Okay, so what's your favorite sport team outside baseball? Like, who's your favorite, like, this non-baseball pro athletes to look, that's to look up to and stuff like that? Um, my favorite athlete growing up and still to this day is Kobe Bryant. 
just love the way he played the game. I mean, the most amazing competitor, like my favorite person ever to watch. Um, loved his mentality. I used to have that work hard, work hard, work hard, like too much mentality like him, I think. But it worked for him, and he's someone that I love and admire. Um, from a team standpoint, I used to I, I used to uh, be a big Giants, New York Giants fan, but. Honestly, like I spend so much time on the development side of things in baseball in the off season. I don't really watch football anymore, um, but I'm definitely I'm a Knicks fan still. Uh, same. We have to struggle through it. Um, so, <laughs> next one is like, what is the next best sport? Like you're good at, like like you're really good at, like you think you're good at, like enjoy. Um, I golf. I golf a lot. Um, I'm going Sunday. I'm not. I wouldn't say I'm good. I'm getting better. I'm trying to be more competitive. Um, but I played basketball growing up too. Like I, I love basketball. Um, played a lot, like I said, and yeah, I mean that was always fun for me. But basketball and golf, I'd say. Okay, so ha- this is one where we have three last quick ones. Have you been practicing any type of pitches in quarantine just to work on once you get to the big stage and you know, be for the Cubs? Have I been practicing any pitches? Um, I'm working on kind of refining my slider and making it either harder or having more depth in terms of its breaking profile. So um, really working on mastering that slider and always trying to throw harder. Yeah, you can never stop trying to throw harder in baseball. Yeah, so this one's kind of similar to the last one, but, like, what's your favorite pitch to put the batters away with? Uh, fastball. That's the obvious one. Throw fastball. Throw that hard fastball as hard as throw that good fastball as hard as you can. You never know what it'll do. Um, but I my another my out pitch is my changeup. Also, um, I have a lot of confidence in it. I can control it well, and it has some pretty good movement profiles. So. Um, and this is our last question for this amazing podcast. Um, what's your favorite thing to do once quarantine's over? <laughs> Play in front of fans again. That's also the obvious one. So. Thank you, Jonathan, so much. Please make sure, don't, everyone that's listening, please make sure to donate to our GoFundMe charity to help COVID-19, which the link is in our bio on Instagram. And please comment or follow and drop a like on our podcast on Spotify and SoundCloud. Thanks a lot, Jonathan. Have a great day and stay safe. And we can't thank you enough. And the one more thing, where can we find you on social media? Um, It's JJ Demarty 8 So J-J-D-E-M-A-R-T-E-8. I think that's for Instagram and Twitter. Um, And, yeah, thanks for having me. I mean, again, like I said, I appreciate you guys doing this for a great cause as well. There's a lot of people trying to do good things out there in the world right now, and I think we need to make light of that. So I really appreciate you guys. Um, You guys having me on your podcast, and I hope that if there's anything else you need from me in the future, anything I can do to help, like, don't hesitate to reach out. This was was fun, and thanks for doing it. Yeah, once again, thanks for coming on, and thank you guys for the viewers for listening. We hope you guys stay safe and have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much.